2: You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show. Featuring our podcast, One More Thing. Get more info at armstrongandgetty.com. So what are we talking about, Sean?
3: So it was on this day in history in the year 1981 that IBM introduced the world to the, the PC. The That's pers-
2: a, the year of your birth, is it? Not? It,
3: it is, in fact. Uh, the, uh, uh, the personal Perhaps you're an android. Uh, huh? There's no way to know that. Um, it's impossible to tell. <laughs> uh, and, and apparently... When you ordered this very first personal computer, it came. Uh, what included in the box was a, a VHS that you would then insert into a VCR and watch on your TV about this brand-new computer that you got.
2: Not oh. that many people had VHS recorders in 1981. Really? Uh, and I know we do. I was years away from having one. 1981? I'm pretty sure. We didn't have one at home. You and have I, a Betamax? I, no, I didn't get one until I got to college, like a couple years in. No, oh, maybe maybe haven't... my first year I'm pretty sure our family didn't have one in 81. yeah I can't
4: remember anyway uh at any rate you couldn't read about the or learn about the computer on the computer obviously it
2: was the first one you didn't even did well, your computer go on the internet and learn how to use this yeah.
3: well it could have come with a disk or a punch card or something a book maybe but uh, a book would have been good yeah I mean maybe they had that as well mm-hmm. but, uh, so here's a little clip from the uh the very first VHS that came with the very first personal computer welcome to the exciting new world of personal computers as the new user of an ibm personal computer system you na- first of Wait all so 80 sounding. is he
2: having sex with someone that sounds like porn music It's pretty porny
0: welcome to the exciting new world of personal computers as the new user of an ibm personal
4: computer
3: system you now have one of the most powerful tools modern technology can provide I like the enthusiasm on this guy as I know well. what, He's I'm, really selling it. Yeah,
2: I know what I'd be thinking at the time. So I can what? <laughs> what am I going to do with
4: this? You'll soon discover many ways to use this incredible system to enrich your occupation, increase your efficiency,
3: and add to your productivity. And get spied on without your consent by various billion-dollar companies. But that's and a while away. make yourself angry and depressed do you want to argue with strangers endlessly
4: welcome
2: to the computer age quintipple the amount of paper that you use by having a computer
4: wait i'm confused i thought this would usher in a paperless
3: age <laughs> wasn't it oh yeah that, that was the, oh, okay. the yeah it was just a, a short clip i uh, the the full version apparently has been lost to history first plug in the computer very good now turn on the
4: power You'll see the power button on the left. Ding, 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 get down, down.
3: Place your fingers over the ASDF keys for maximum typing efficiency.
2: I'm a Luddite and always have been. I don't like technology. I smashed the printing presses when they were invented. <laughs> um, that's what we Luddites did. Sure.
1: Uh,
2: I remember a radio station I worked at, and this would have been in the mid 80s. He got a personal computer. He was a computer nerd who's probably very wealthy and successful now because he got into computers early. But he bought one of the very first Apple uh, personal computers, and I remember when it came, he was so thrilled. He was the program director at this radio station, and he was just so excited, and I just couldn't wrap my head around, what are you going to do with this thing? And um, and um he he got it, and I remember opening the boxes one by one, and he would sit in front of them and stare at them and put his hands like this. <laughs> he was just so excited about this computer. It's the initial
3: and, unboxing. That's
2: a whole genre on YouTube. Now. Yeah, yeah, no no kidding, and, and unheard of back then. Anyway, he... he and he used it to print out, like, music lists and stuff like that, that they used to type out. It just, it seemed like a minor advance. Mm. I mean, if, if any advance whatsoever in the amount of work that was being done or anything like that.
3: Was oh, it, did it seem just like, okay, so you <coughs> removed the letter hammers from the typewriter? Yeah, that was Beyond pretty much this, it. Beyond this, I don't know it, what else you accomplished. It was
2: basically a really expensive word processor. Yeah. Uh, right. Which a lot of computers were until you know you had further applications.
4: Although you were quicker to adapt than I was, I think.
2: Didn't you have an old
4: Commodore computer of some sort? Yeah,
2: I had. I had a computer in high school, actually. Oh wow. Um, So okay, uh, that's not very mm -hmm. luddite. My original path was I wanted to be a computer programmer. That's what I wanted to be up until my senior year of uh, high school. I was working at uh, all these jobs and everything like that to buy the latest greatest computer which they were all pretty sucky by modern standards sure and i i read about programming and program stuff and all this i was just so into it wow what happened i I don't remember Uh i actually don't remember just went off it i heard there was a radio program at the community college and then never thought about computers again (laughs) (laughs) whoops wrong path Uh, that's
4: funny i i remember distinctly that when i was in college and you know we're giving our way our age here uh, a lot of the guys at the fraternity where I lived were using a word processor to write their papers. And they were talking about how great it was and everything because you could correct mistakes. And mm-hmm. this is back in the day. If you had more than two corrected typos per page, you had to
2: retype the page, oh, which is just f- oh, bull- I have no idea. I have said this all the time. There should be a special seal on anybody's college degree, especially a PhD, that did it before word processors. Mm -hmm. Because they were such sticklers for a mistake. If they could see that you erased a letter and fixed it, oh, no, forget it. That's not a paper you can turn in at the college level. Right. And so the whole (laughs) test was, and it made me so mad, because the whole test was not what my ideas were or what new things I've researched and come up with. No, it's just whether or not... I can type an entire page without making a mistake. Yeah, that's what you're grading me on. What a bunch of bull that is! And
4: I tell you what, it's three forty-five in the morning yeah. when you had a nine o'clock class or whatever, and you're still working on it. It was like Russian roulette. Just the stress. Oh of it. yeah,
2: yeah. My my fingers would be sweaty. Ugh. I get down to the end of a page. You hit the wrong letter. You're sp- you're just sitting down. You got to start completely over. And it took twenty minutes to type this page. Right. Oh, right. it was so maddening. Yeah, and, but- and I was so mad at the time because this is not an education. This, I'm not learning anything. Right. You're, You're not You're learning to be anything. careful. You're learning to have standards.
4: <laughs> what are you against having standards? Oh, and- I hated
2: that so much. So anyway, there I was. The guys were
4: talking about this word processor and I tried to use it, but um I, I there were commands to know and how do you move from here to there and and i gave it a try for about 20 minutes and i said screw it this is too much work yeah and i went back to this stupid stupid old way having failed to persevere myself you know per- persevere my way through to be incapable with the thing. It was one of the more idiotic decisions I've ever made in my life. We
2: got a lot more on the way, but we wanted to remind you Simply Safe's got a great deal going on right now. We'll tell you about in a second. If you don't know what Simply Safe is, well, it's protection for your home and, and your family. They'll have your back day and night ready to send police, fire, or EMTs when you need them the most straight to your door.
4: Yeah. Whether it's a break in, a fire, flooding, or medical emergency, Simply Safe Home Security delivers award winning, and that's serious. They've won a lot of awards, award winning 24 seven protection.
2: You can set it up yourself in about thirty minutes, really easy. Then Simply Safes professionals take over. You're not locked into a long-term contract, no hidden fees or installation costs, and it's super easy to use.
4: And by ordering today, you get a sixty-day risk-free trial, so there is nothing to lose. And our listeners get a free home security camera when you purchase a Simply Safe system today at simplysafe.com/Armstrong. Simplysafe.com/Armstrong for your free security camera. Keep an eye on your porch. Who's out there? Huh?
3: Go to simplysafe.com/Armstrong. You're gonna love Simply Safe. Simplysafe.com/Armstrong. It's one of those conundrums, and I experience this all, all the time in life, where my laziness actually Sean, makes me Sean, work I'm more. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Conundrum.
4: Conundra. I have standards. Conundra. It's not about the meaning. It's about everything being so prissy and correct. So anyway, so uh, you're
3: saying the, the, my laziness only ends up making me work harder in the long run. Yeah. Yeah. I would have just taken the 30 minutes to learn the hotkeys. I could have not, you know, been Uh, working on the typewriter. I was talking to
2: my son about that the other day. with something. this is actually the lazy way to do it. To learn to do this is the laziest way to do it. If you want because, to minimize yeah, your effort, <laughs> yeah, exactly. front I, you load know, it. I'm talking to myself because I've done that a thousand it, times. In that's life. good parenting, though. Um, no, you don't understand. Little effort now.
4: Well, a stitch in time saves nine. Is that what that is? It's thousands of years old. Wow. That's right. Deep hey, head. fix that now. It'll save you nine times the effort next week. Dumas. I'm, <laughs> I'm talking to myself now. <laughs>
2: That was just so maddening to me. The worst part of a paper, hmm. by far, was the typing it out. By far, that was the worst part.
4: Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's seared into my memory. The one day in particular, I think I was still typing at like 7.30 in the morning, having been up all night. Oh, yeah. Now, there
3: were there related <laughs> are issues. other variables yeah. we can examine in yeah, this but, scenario. Well, but
4: perhaps <laughs> I postponed the start time a bit longer than is advisable. But man, Maybe. if I could
2: if I could type the whole thing out and and not only on a computer like if I was in college today, not only can do it on computer, I can have the computer with me wherever I go, so I could work on a little here. I don't have to have this big giant piece of equipment right. that's only available one place Um uh, to be so much easier. Type it out, check the mistakes, the margins are right. Huge on the margins. I had so many teachers; they'd have their ruler out. No, you're an eighth of an inch off. I am afraid this 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 paper is no good. You need to redo it difference does it make what the margin is who cares and it always made me so mad that these idiots that i know had never had a creative thought in their life would get a good grade because their margins were right and they could you know they, their typing was good he's back to having no standards
4: no wonder you have so many crises in conundra. it's
2: a pointless standard <laughs> a pointless standard is not a standard you might as well make somebody walk across a gymnasium with a spoon and a, an egg in it to see
4: if they can pull it off. <laughs> no, I could do that and then turn in the paper yeah, right exactly. it's a completely different question yeah yeah it's a different skill it's like you're being trained to be a typist the entire <laughs> right. point of thirty five pages on the on the uh, you know satellite states of the Soviet Union was to make me a better typist. <laughs>
3: I mean, my college conspiracy theory is you're not that wrong. College is about proving to future employers that you can handle tedious and Mm. tedious things and deadlines and do things you don't want to do. Yes. It's it's, it's, it's very very little about the, the, what the actual knowledge is that you are acquiring.
4: Uh, You know, that was explained to me in my youth. It's proof that you can complete something. Right. Barely.
2: (laughs) There was a little too much
4: of that. And while (laughs) stoned.
2: There was too much of that. Armstrong and Getty. You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show. Information.
4: This is the best of Armstrong and Getty.
2: Featuring our podcast, One
4: More Thing. Available everywhere. Get more info at armstrongandgetty.com.
2: I got on this topic. uh, Well, first of all, I came across this old-timey... Saying a couple of weeks ago, stuck in my head because I didn't know what it meant. Hmm. Then we had a weasel uh, 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 show up on our property. (laughs) Uh,
4: Gavin Newsom?
2: Hi, oh. um, An actual weasel, which are uh, kind of a frightening looking beast. There's something about the way they slink around. It just looks, you can tell they're up to something.
4: Yeah, it's like half a snake.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Half a
4: snake, half a beast. It's
2: interesting how some animals are like that Like, 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 like Like the way a dog. A happy dog walks up to you, you know, with its tail wagging and having, you mean, just, it just, it's inviting. And then some predator beasts like weasels and other beasts like that, they just, the way they walk, you can tell they're, they're up to no good. <gasps> Scurrying is disconcerting. Yeah. <sighs> Yeesh. Yeesh. Rats, weasels. Right. Anyway. So I, I said this to my wife. She said, what the hell are you talking about? And this old timey saying, I said, I don't know. I came across it a while back and it's been stuck in my head. And I said I hadn't take time to look through what it meant, and I can't remember where I came across was it. That, or I was what go you back just to said about hedgehogs—I'll hit you with the whole okay, thing. Right. the Greek poet—I uh, can't—unpronounceable—wrote: "The fox knows many things, but the hedgehog knows one big thing." Okay, And that's <gasps> stuck in my head. Yeah, it's like, and mm. the fact that it's been around for thousands of years uh, means something. And then one of the reasons it's in uh, more modern popular consciousness, this guy named Isaiah Berlin wrote an essay about Tolstoy in the 50s that is still in print today called The Hedgehog and the Fox, using that very quote. Um, uh, and so, so I guess the idea is, and it's really pretty interesting, as that people tend to be one or the other, but everybody's a mixture of the two. With the fox being somebody who knows knows about a lot of different things, and kind of makes their way through life with you know adapting to the situation as it goes with your knowledge of different things. Yeah, and then okay. there are some people that have one view of wo- the world, and and uh, like a a focal point for the way they're going to approach life, mm-hmm. and they do it that way. That's the hedgehog. Interesting.
4: And then the Greek poet or this other uh, bloke have a preference? Is, is one good or
2: bad or what? Um. Well, uh, apparently, uh, the well, one of the reasons it stayed interesting for years. Books have been written about this. Lectures, decisions, leadership. You know, uh, the deciding which makes a better leader, military. All these different things. We're all we're all some of both, but mm-hmm. tend to be one more one or the other. I'm trying to come up with uh, some of the good examples of like the hedgehog idea. A religious thing might be a good one. Like if you're, if you're devoutly religious, everything revolves around, you know, uh, pleasing God and, uh, you know, uh, that view of life. And I make everything, my, my work, raising my family, everything fit into that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I've kind of got some of that with just like a, a, a moral guidance of what I want to do with my life and support my family and everything like that. But others say that, um, you know to to really adapt to the modern world you have to be you have to be able to change okay what's important what's what's motivating things here a whole bunch of different ideas and make them all work for you like the fox mm-hmm. I don't know but I found it fascinating does it do, do you or not? <laughs> I can't tell it's been around for thousands of years like I said much has been written about that one phrase yeah yeah, I don't know I guess I'm just noodling it through at uh-huh. first I was thinking so is it the fact that the hedgehog rolls up in a ball? And like, you can't get to it.
3: I thought that initially, I thought there was going to be like a predator and prey thing. Yeah, like the, the, yeah. The prey only needs to know to not get eaten, but while the, the fox needs to know how to hunt or something like that. But, Maybe but, that is but no, it's, it. it's more philosophical. In this thing that I'm, I'm reading, they, they make the comparison hedgehogs who view the world through the lens of a single defining idea, like Plato, as opposed to foxes who draw on a wide variety of experiences for whom the world cannot be boiled down to a single idea like aristotle yeah so even yeah, in yeah. that era they had kind of both both kind of titans of intellect but you know had different perspectives and lenses through which to view
2: right and they they went through a whole bunch of a list of all kinds of different philosophers writers military leaders whatever that were one or the other dostoevsky was a fox no tolstoy they have was, him as a hedgehog, as a hedgehog. Yeah. tolstoy was more of a fox mm-hmm. i guess and just yeah so Oof. I know it's, it's you're hurting. blowing my mind. And I know, man. I know, I know. Like a lot of philosophy, I get into it and realize I'm not smart enough for days and, yeah. uh, you know, do something else, think, watch sports.
3: I think the a more modern example is kind of your single issue voters, right? So I could be. So people, th- those are hedgehogs that no, I vote based on whichever person is, is most in support of idea X or,
2: you know, may, yeah, maybe it's, you know, I know one big thing that abortion is murder and yeah. I am not going to vote for anybody who doesn't agree with that. Mm. Or, you know, that sort of thing.
4: I'm just relieved that this segment isn't about Ron Jeremy, because I was kind of <laughs> oh, afraid the the old fat porn actor, whose nickname was the Hedgehog, <sighs> is going to factor into this discussion. He's got a, really. uh, he's got a prison stint coming he up does, in he his
3: does. future. Yes. Why is he, is he going to prison? Tax fraud or, uh, uh, no, or no, no. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Harassment slash rapine slash. Yeah.
2: Uh, okay. The is going to learn one important thing. Don't pick up the soap. Oh, boy. Huh? Oh, God. Uh-huh. oh gosh. Prison, yeah, just like in prison. Oh, boy. You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty.
5: Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Please visit Gainbridge.io slash
1: ParityFlex for current rates, for product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information. This message comes from Viking, committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, destination-focused dining, and cultural enrichment on board and on shore. And every Viking voyage is all-inclusive, with no children and no casinos. Discover more at Viking.com. You're
2: listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show. Featuring our podcast, One More Thing. Get more info at Armstrongandgetty.com.
3: This was uh, from an interview several years back with uh, Jeff Bezos. Like he knows
4: anything. I make decisions hastily based on deep-seated prejudices. (laughs)
2: Is that uh... It's not the strategy he recommends. <laughs> so Bezos is by far the richest man in the world now. It's uh, not, if not even close. If we're not including Putin, then yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Legally gained. Right.
3: Um, how about old, uh, what's his name, MSB? How's I he rank? Think.
2: He's got a lot.
3: Is yeah. he between Putin and Bezos? I don't know. I honestly don't know.
2: Neither one of them would ever want their people to know how much money it was. In fact, a uh, which senator was it? had a thing in the paper today about how we need to fight back at Putin by disclosing his wealth. If people knew how wealthy he was mm. and, and, and the other people around him knew how much money he had and, you know, and you know how much money they had. I mean, if all that got out to his people, we could really damage him. But anyway, wow. who has more money? Who's, who's actually the richest man on planet earth? I've been hearing for years, Putin, but does he have more than MBS? I don't
3: know. Honestly, at this point, it's probably some kid who went deep on bitcoin early on or or some nonsense like that he's just not saying
2: (laughs) but for earning money bezos definitely has the most money he went from a hundred billion to 200 billion in a couple of months
3: it's the power of scale yeah uh but yeah, so Bezos said people who uh he's noticed that people who are quote unquote right a lot make decisions differently than everyone else. And here's here's what he noticed.
2: Have uh, you seen interviews with him? I keep interrupting you, but have you seen interviews with him or anything like that? Does he like super very sharp? Very rarely. Like you see him interviewed and you think, Oh my god, that guy is brilliant.
4: You know, he hasn't really stood out to me. He's very matter of fact. Seems like, like a a normal guy. Yeah. yeah. You
2: can just have a really good idea at the right time. That is possible.
3: Right, and, and the and talent ha- to see the various moving pieces. Discipline and execution to follow through and stick with it when yeah. you're just a used online book site. Um, but, uh, quote, Bezos, uh, the people who are right a lot of the time often change their minds. It's perfectly healthy, encouraged even, to have an idea tomorrow that contradicted your idea today. Hmm. Um, the The smartest people that he's observed were always revising their understanding, reconsidering a problem they thought they had already solved, They're open to new points of view, new information, new ideas, contradictions, and challenge their own way of thinking. That's a good one. In short, people who are right a lot change their minds a lot.
2: That is really a good one.
4: Mm.
3: Uh, I thought
4: this was going to be bunk, but I've changed my
3: mind. Mm. Wow. Uh, Okay, good for you. quick study. (laughs) Uh, When asked what were the traits of someone who is wrong a lot... He said the tendency to be obsessed with details that only support one point of view. If someone can't climb out of the details and see the bigger picture from multiple angles, they're often wrong most of the time. Um, That's pretty interesting, too. Yeah, so he, he, he's not saying that they're the, the smart people are like in, they're insecure in their decisions. I, I'm not really sure, but they have an openness to to accepting that they were wrong previously
2: smart's a tough word anyway because you know what? what's your definition of smart what are you going with
3: not stupid how'd you do on <laughs> celebrity jeopardy looking at you wolf blitzer yes never forget uh yeah well i what
4: was the statement i read the other day it was uh it's very good it essentially said if you've lost the capacity to say but i might be wrong you've become a bad person discuss amongst yourselves no, that that, that ever present certainty, there's some things I'm pretty certain about, but.
2: I'm certain I can eat this entire ham. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not changing my mind. <laughs> I'll show you.
4: Yeah do enjoy ham
2: um no the smart thing i mean this and and what's the goal here and to be to what to be happy or to be successful successful do we mean monetarily successful or have a happy life you well know,
4: to be right i'm not trying better to, to be right than wrong you might not be talking just about mm. business decisions
2: about be right okay should
4: i buy this house should i uh, marry this uh, person should
3: i uh Do I need to... Discipline my kid or forgive them? uh, Do I need to stop hanging out with this person who seems to be a negative influence on my life? Boy, that's a good one. No, 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 but we had all those great times. Well, update your opinions with the, the constantly inundation of new information and realize, well... Yeah, maybe we, we were, uh, really good friends in our mid twenties, but lifestyles have changed and he's gone down a different path. And that's, that's a good one.
2: That's not I, for me. That reminds me of, I saw this the other day on a, a bumper sticker of all places. You shouldn't see things on bumper stickers that uh, literally, really strike you as profound. Doesn't that just mean you're dumb by definition? <laughs> it seems a little, it
3: seems a little brain adjacent.
2: Seems a little Homer Simpson like. <laughs>
4: I don't know, but there, there there could be one or two out there. I've it's seen really... two
2: things on bumper stickers in my life that have stuck with me. Probably the, will for the rest the of my co-exist life.
3: Coexist one and
2: that no, one, no. which
3: is just how
2: can you argue? <laughs> no, the, I remember seeing on a bumper sticker: "If you had enough, would you know it?" Yeah, it really struck me as is a, a big deal. I mentioned actually.
4: that phrase two days ago in a private conversation.
2: And and then this one, I want to make sure I word it right. Oh,
6: let's. F- I can. Uh, if it's,
4: you can read this, you're too close. And how, I could read it.
6: I how am I driving? That. Call one eight hundred. I realized
4: I was too
2: close. And I preface it with, I'm pretty happy with my life and and feel very fortunate to be where I am in a whole bunch of different circumstances because I've done plenty of things that could have uh, derailed everything, <laughs> but. Um, the bumper sticker was, let's fake our own death and go off and live the life we really want to. Oh. And I thought, that is, oh. oh. <laughs> that, is, that is too much for sitting here at this stoplight.
4: If I didn't know how dirty the floor was, I'd lie down on it right now <laughs> and, and, and think.
2: Because obviously, you know, where that gets you is that uh, absolves you of all responsibility. Your job, your friendships, your kids, your financial, everything. You get to start completely over in this scenario. So let's fake our own death and go off and live the life we really want to. Um, and, you know, it's just kind of an interesting thought experiment. What would that be? Yes. What yeah. would that be kind of getting here. Who would I be hanging out with? And, you know, what would I be doing? And well, when What I was, would my
4: priorities be? And You know, my only disagreement is when I was raising kids, I just I would reject the notion completely because that just that would be. Oh, sure. Horribly yeah. immoral.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah,
2: yeah. Um, but I you, couldn't do that. I'd spend all my time uh, feeling regretful and hor- horrible about where my kids are.
4: Well, right. You know, it's like the uh, Bruce Springsteen song, Hungry Heart, which is a great song, but I uh, went out for, i got a wife and kids, I went out for driving, I never went back. You're a piece of Oh so, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, on the other hand, you know, w- with that being aside, it's funny this should come up, because I was talking to some friends over the weekend, and um one guy lost his dad far too young to cancer. And he's, he's a younger man than I am significantly so, but when we we're talking about life and options and, and stuff. He said, Joe, this is not a dress rehearsal. This is life. So don't wait forever to, you know, do live whatever you're talking about. He said, cause my dad always talked about when I retire, I'm going to, and he never got that. I thought, oof.
2: That was the line I always had at the end of my, uh, when I taught, taught, uh, interpersonal communications in college. That was my line at the end of every class because I wanted to be the, Profound teacher type of guy. I was like yes. twenty three years old, but um, I would always say that this ain't no dress rehearsal because that is that is a pretty good one. Yeah, it, you do you do live your life with kind of the feeling, okay, I well, just preparing for the real thing coming on down the pike here pretty soon, right? As you get further in your life, get
4: done with this crap, I'll <laughs> yeah. Start living.
2: Yeah, exactly, I'll do the things I really want to do. uh Too much f- perspective. Oh, easy now. Somebody bleep that. That was mm, harsh. <sighs> I wonder if that. I wonder if that's a good thought experiment, though, to like, like you know, help you figure out what you want to do. Um, what if we faked our own deads and went off and lived the life we really want to?
3: I don't know. My strategy of uh, taking a run at becoming a professional poker player probably isn't that solid of a <laughs> of a goal. So I, I, I think in some ways, my my trappings of responsibility and and not wanting to disappoint family members mm-hmm. helped keep me away from something that maybe worked oh, out, absolutely. but most likely doesn't.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, you got any favorite poker
4: sayings? You're a good man for a saying. You got to know when to hold no. Uh...
2: <laughs> no, but that whole what you're just saying—you know, family, friends—you got some responsibilities. <laughs> that being grounded, that does tie you to. Sometimes you know the ties are the thing that they keep us sane and from blowing our lives up. The ties
4: I, that bind. Another Bruce Springsteen song.
2: And I Back remember to you. I remember talking to my uncle who who was uh who was going to kill himself, and we all pretty much knew it. I mean, it was oof. It was pretty clear he was laying the groundwork to kill himself and I knew it when I was I uh, he stopped uh through the town um where I was living at the time and we went out and had a piece of pie um apple pie with a slice of cheese on it at Russell's in Salina Kansas Oh my god Russell's truck stop pie with cheese on it I, yeah.
4: I ought to sue that place for the 10 pounds <laughs> I gained in the 2 years I lived near it
2: Anyway my uncle was coming through town to see me and I think he wanted to see me again before he killed himself I mean we never Didn't put that finer point on it, but, um, uh, I brought up something and I'm young at this time and I brought up something about, I like to just take off and go do this. And he said, no, no, you need to be grounded. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta have something that, you know, you're tied to, to keep everything in perspective. He didn't have anything at that point. I think that was, he had a real good perspective on that because he lost everything in a bunch of terrible ways that, mostly weren't his fault and some of them were but he 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 had nothing at that point as well mm-hmm. and uh the, the real lack of being moored to anything i think is what you know took him down the road of eventually checking into a hotel and blowing his brains out um Oof. but you do you do you know some a lot of the things that that are a burden sometimes or a pain in the ass uh, are the only things that keep you you know moored to reality and and on the straight and narrow. Well, number one uh
4: way to have a happy life is to have a life of purpose, okay. they say. You feel like you're doing something <laughs> worth doing. which I think is at the root of a lot of uh, our our strife as a society these days. There are a lot of people who don't feel a particular purpose. And when an extremist political cause comes along, they that's, that's a purpose, man. That's a calling. That's exciting. So getting likes on Twitter is not a purpose? Is that... Uh, 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 who am I to tell you how good your purpose is? <laughs>
2: Armstrong and Getty. You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show. Information. This is the best of Armstrong and Getty. Featuring our podcast, One More Thing. Available
4: everywhere. Get more info at Armstrongandgetty.com.
6: Anyway, back to you, Michael. Yeah, uh, so the fiance and I had gone uh, run some errands yesterday. We got home, and so we're sitting down. Do you like
2: saying fiance? Like yeah. from the old Seinfeld episode? Oh, my fiance. It's my fiance. My mm-hmm. fiance. Yeah. It is kind of fun
6: to say. You don't get to say it for very long, then it's a short window. It's a short window. I got seven more weeks to say, and then that's it. (laughs) Anyway. So so you're driving around with your fiance. Yeah, we had just gotten home and we're sitting down watching TV and we're just sitting there on the couch together, and all of a sudden her left arm started going numb. And so it just started near the shoulder and then it kept going getting further and further down. That's disconcerting. It was very disconcerting. Oh. And so, you know, she was telling me about this and she finally looks at me and says, you know, you need to take me to the emergency room. I, I'm afraid that I'm having a stroke. I because yeah. This is one of the symptoms. And so I I'm
2: wondering... a slow to the emergency room guy, but yeah. that, that would get me to the emergency room.
6: Yeah, so am I. And that's what I was thinking about it. You know, at first I kept saying, oh, you just pulled something and you just pulled something. And then she got more and more panicky and then I ended up taking her. And uh, it turned out she had pinched a nerve. I guess she had lifted something or whatever in her left shoulder. And it you got up, on her last nerve. <laughs> That's probably what happened. Yeah, and it ended she up, had to uh, pinch it off. <laughs> yeah, and so it ended up uh hurting her arm, and so they gave her some muscle relax, then we were okay. But it's amazing what you see at the emergency room. Oh yeah. That's, so what time of day were you at the emergency room? We were there room? we got there about seven PM on a Sunday night.
2: Well now seven PM on a Sunday night should be You would think it'd be calm, but it's not like two in the morning on a Saturday night.
6: No, but I there was I saw some crazy stuff there. Like we saw a woman uh, being carried in by police and two doctors, and she's talking to herself and yelling at people and screaming, "Mom, I'm sorry, I didn't do it." And blah 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 oh, blah. blah. Boy.
2: did she wow. appear to be part of our uh, urban
6: camping community? No, actually, she was. I uh, looked great. As a matter of fact, it was funny because my uh, fiance she goes, "You know, she's crazy, but she's got great arms." You know, as far as... <laughs> wow. well, why were the police nice
2: compliment? But the police got involved somehow.
6: Yeah. There was cop cars outside the emergency no, room, no and so something had happened. And this woman was obviously off a rocker.
4: What else? What else you got for me?
6: Oh well, then you had the simple people that just use the emergency room as a doctor. Like yep, I heard was that's them, the most annoying
4: to me. Although that, I've heard that's a tiny fraction of what it was pre-vid.
6: Yeah, but there was a woman there. And she just said, "Yeah, I was pull, You know, I was lifting something. And I kind of felt my back go out, and that's why she was there." <laughs> right. And they're letting her fill up the paper you know, yeah. fill out the paperwork and all that stuff. And there's a lot of paperwork to fill out.
4: Oh yeah. Using it as a late night dock in the box.
6: Yeah, remember when I was at the
2: well and you know, and if society lets that happen, then why wouldn't you do it that way? Um, remember when I was there with my kids downtown, what happened? Oh yeah, my wife got her hands slammed in the car door. Oh and so we were there kinda, you know, late ish on a Saturday night, which is not a good time to be in an urban ER. And there were clearly homeless people that just wanted a place to sleep. Just a place to lay down and sleep. And they do the full paperwork thing and everything like that and not move you ahead in line. Nope. They're going to, you're going to wait in line behind this homeless guy who's here every night because some people later told me that. Might be looking here.
4: for opioids too.
2: Yeah. Pain medication, just looking for someplace to sleep. You're going to wait in line while you're in pain or your kid's sick or whatever. There was, there are people holding babies waiting in line behind the homeless guy who comes there regularly just for someplace to sleep. Freaking amazing. Very maddening
4: very very speaking
2: of things changing i mean that i think that's a change that has happened the last couple of years yeah how long can you let that how long can that last
6: bums and junkies clogging up our emergency rooms there should be a standard though where they could just send you away and say i'm sorry that It's not an emergency. It's not an emergency. It's like if you call
2: 911, this does not constitute an emergency. Call a regular number. Yeah, they should be able to do that at the doctor's office.
6: Absolutely, yeah. At the
4: emergency room, sure. People with actual emergencies standing there desperate in line while junkies just go through their nightly, my elbow's killing me. It's killing me. Give me some drugs.
2: Is that what they sound like? Give them no drugs.
4: Yes, I know the type.
2: I, I had never been to an an urban downtown er before that's the only time i've ever been there and it was quite the show and unfortunately my kids were with me and i had to stay really close to them because there's all kinds of scary people in there out of their minds on drugs or mental illness or whatever um but that's a show if you ever want a show just go to the uh the er you know uh smash your finger in something or cut yourself no oh, and then uh or pretend you're just...
4: gonna ask for opioids give me opioids give me some opioids come on the last time i was at the er it was just sad It wasn't much drama. It was a suburban ER, but it was a busy evening. And it was just lots of sick people standing there or sitting there with their heads hanging or people rocking babies that are coughing. You know, it's just
2: yeah. the lesson I learned is uh, it took so long. Also, it was dangerous and took so long. Honest to God, unless it's a heart attack or, you know, a gun, something where you need attention right away. In fact, any of those you'd probably call an ambulance. Unless you need attention right now, it is better to take the time to drive to your suburban ER or or, or, or or suburban ER if you live downtown. Yeah. You'd be better off, much better off. Yeah. Yep.
4: Here's another tip. If you want to uh, get in faster, begin vomiting. I've, uh, I've pulled that maneuver accidentally a couple of times. Went into shock from head injuries and started to vomit. Really? Whisk you right in there. Well, they don't just want you puking all over the just place.
2: Just because it's a cleanup thing. Not I a, think so. Not a, an indication of... Mm. What are the two things that you need you know, I've got a, i
4: got a golf buddy who's an ER doc. I'll have to ask him that.
2: Chest pains...
4: Yeah, although uh, I don't get you in fast. My wife, uh, I took her to the ER. That was the time I'm talking about, not the puking time, but the sad time with people coughing, babies, blah blah blah.
2: You got on her last nerve.
4: Um, she, uh yeah, she's experiencing very troubling symptoms, and um, we we're surprised how deliberately things moved. I thought, you know, I'd, I'd play the uh, CP card and just whisk her right in and get things going. But no, there was a little waiting. The what card? The CP, the chest pain. Oh. You got your V card that you're vomiting. You got your CP card that's your chest pain.
2: Well, what are the ones that get you in the fastest?
4: Thought- uh, lots of blood.
2: Oh, okay. Ugh.
4: A- any fluids coming out of you? That's a good card to play. So whiz on the floor. Oh, 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 wow. You know, I hadn't thought of that one, but thank you. Sure. Yeah. Man, I broke my arm, but I got a pee. So I tell you what, let's get in. Let's get this moving.
6: <laughs> you know, they always ask you if you want a wheelchair too, no matter what it is. Yep. I always say yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I would like to ride a pony. Do <laughs> you have any ponies?
4: <laughs> yeah, pony rides.
2: Hilarious. Uh, but oh, everything's boy. fine. Is the yeah? End everything's of the story. great. Yeah, I'm so, so
4: glad. It. Yeah, I had a back spasm a number of years ago, Michael. Actually, I can tell you when it was. It was two thousand nine, um, and uh, my left hand started to go numb, and my fingers. It was very disturbing. I ended up going to the doctor, but the reason I remember that so vividly. Is it was in the midst of recording the first Dead Flowers album and I had to play a guitar solo and I was in, it was the last thing that happened to happen on the song. And I have this completion mania that I just, I want to get things done before I move on to the other one. And I insisted on trying to play this guitar solo with numb hand, with a numb left hand. And it, oh my God, I might still be there today if not for the wonders of editing. I don't know, but it was, (laughs) it's, it's tough to play guitar when you can't feel your fingers.
2: Yeah, but it's like, uh, you know, you got the numb hand, huh?
4: (laughs) It's like somebody else. Is that what you (laughs) mean? Okay. All right. And that's a good time to end this. 30 seconds late.
0: Armstrong
2: and Getty. You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and
0: Getty Show. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: This message comes from Viking, committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, destination-focused dining, and cultural enrichment on board and on shore. And every Viking voyage is all-inclusive, with no children and no casinos. Discover more at viking.com.
4: Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh?
1: Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah!